1: Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's going on?
0: Much, David, but today I'm not the exciting one on yes, the
1: podcast. Yes, so. you're boring today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are very excited to have uh, ESPN and Anscapes, Mark Spears, also a co-host and executive producer of the new show, The Conversations Project on Hulu. But for our purposes, most important, the Damian Lillard Whisperer. Uh, Mark, we've got to talk Dame I, I Chris talk- Hayes
2: might, might want to argue with you <laughs> on that one
1: I guess that's true yeah, uh, yeah, One yeah. of the Damian Lillard whisperers yeah, um, yeah, we we got to ask you about Dame We also want to ask you You just got an, um, the uh, Kurt Gowdy Award uh, from the Hall of Fame Obviously we're there with Dwayne Wade So we got to ask you about that Do want to ask you about your show uh, a little bit too But um Anthony, you want to kick us off with the big question here?
0: Yeah, um, I guess the obvious one is you spoke to Dame a couple weeks ago um, at his camp in Phoenix, I believe, right? It was in Phoenix. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was the first interview I think Dame has done since the trade request came out. But what's, I guess, what's your, for just from talking with him, I know he didn't want to go too deep into it um, and, and get into too many details. But what's your, what's your current sense of the situation? And do you feel, I mean, it's been so quiet the last few weeks, last few months, but do you feel like anything has changed since the trade request was made as far on his end or Portland's end? Or do you think it's just um, kind of waiting who blinks first?
2: I, I don't think it's changed on either end. Um, mm. you know, obviously he couldn't talk about Miami, but everything I'm feeling is that from his camp is that, yeah, he wants to be in Miami. And, and the big question is, well, why Miami? Why not, you know, Boston? Why not somewhere else? Um, you know, Dame is a guy, I saw his incredible workout and I would challenge, not challenge, encourage Heat fans to go watch it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, his draft workout was still the most incredible draft workout I've ever seen. And so he's somebody that's not only a hard worker, but he likes structure, um, likes stability, likes almost like in a military sense, like likes things to be, you know, you know what you're getting every day. And if it's tough, that's he likes it even more. And so that heat culture, you know, I I know you guys know being around it is a real thing. And I think he's attracted to that. I I think also when you see the heat making the finals and they could potentially run it back next season with him after having made the finals, like to me, I think he knows he was the missing, he could be the missing piece to getting a championship. And so then, you know, the Miami weather is nice, good place for (laughs) a family to be and, when you make that much money, 30 plus million, um, or I don't know it's north of that, obviously, uh, no state tax certainly means a lot as well. And I, I think there's also some, um, if it does go down, I, I, I feel like there's some marketing surprises that they got Sure. That, that they, they're already ready for. So, um, I don't think it's changed from his standpoint, um, how eager Portland is to do it. I, I guess it's 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 kind of like a ship, right? It's a chess match. Like, how much longer can you play this game? Because you don't want Dame coming to camp, right? You don't want right. to put him in that position. And then also, you know, you got to think of like the long term ramifications that this has. Like when I go to Portland games, right? There's no like Bill Walton ain't there. Clyde Drexler isn't there. Terry Port is there on occasion. Like there's no face it a franchise that is kind of around that they could, you know, put their arm around and say, this is our guy. And Dame's going to move back to Portland or he's going to stay in Portland. He just built a new house in Portland. And so when you look at what happened with Kevin Garnett, like Kevin Garnett wants nothing to do with the Timberwolves right now. Jersey's not retired. Uh, Carmelo Anthony's situation in Denver is a mess. He's going to be a future Hall of Famer. And I think Denver's going to try to figure it out you know, this upcoming season, but, you know, Dame's a very prideful guy. So if if this becomes more dramatic than it needs to be in, in his mind, probably he certainly probably be much more apprehensive about, you know, embracing the franchise going forward. So uh, yeah, would it would have been easier if there was three teams involved perhaps. Right. But um, I think the league has so much respect for him that, Regardless to whether these uh, this trade request, which he acknowledged there has been a trade request, um, is to Miami or not, I think the league respects them so much that they're not getting in away with it. Yeah, there's not, you know, like to me, like uh, if you asked me a month ago who would be the only team that would consider like trying to get be wild and just make a trade for Dame, I, I thought it might be Boston, but I don't even. I think it's just like a waiting game, but it also it hurts Portland in a sense where, with each passing day, whoever you're bringing in, that's one less day they have to get ready for next season. It's one more day that they have to lose to get used to Portland. Um, so I'm sure there's Portland fans are probably yelling at me, yeah, like he can't hold us up for ransom. Situation is what it is. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> and and yeah. there's I do think that. I don't know why there's this Tyler Hero hate. I think he's a phenomenal shooter and player. Yeah. I don't know why it's like we don't want him. I mean, could he be the best player on their team next season? He could, could be. He yeah, could
0: be. He could, yeah. he could
2: be. Um, you know, the kid from UCLA, pretty good. Like, yeah. um, also, you got to remember, Dame's 33 years old. So with these young guys like Scoot Henderson, who I think is going to be an iconic player, um, I, it, it just makes sense to try to figure this out. So it's like, um, you know, last year I had to get a colonoscopy, man. I had to get it done, <laughs> man. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, why, why belabor it, man? Like I had to drink that fluid and then when it was over, I fell back. Right. <laughs> you and, got, and you got, you got it I, done. You got it and, done. And, and my results were good. I don't know <laughs> if that's the greatest analogy in the world, but I'm gonna go with it.
0: I like it. I like it. Um yeah, we've we we've talked about the Hero aspect of all this and like I know Portland doesn't need another guard, right? But at, at you this phase talent,
2: man. Like yeah, exactly
0: like, I'm saying right. They they're not and they're not gonna like win now though. They're to
2: figure it they, out.
0: They gotta acquire talent, right? That they could flip for assets at some point. That's kind of where I mean, they're the guys at.
2: in the league are better shooters than him.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And on the move, on the catch, he does he's a he's versatile he's a versatile. He not have to
2: dribble 100 times a hundred
0: times to shoot. No, he's uh
2: Hey Tyler, I know you're listening. He's <laughs> a big time down there. I'm a fan of yours, brother, so I talked good about you a couple times already, man. Remember that when I need that interview, done. <laughs> he's a polar
0: he's he's a polarizing guy for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but see that you touched on it a little bit there, but you you know, from knowing Dane, from talking to him last month, how hard do you think this has been on him? Just kind of we, know his, we know, his love, yeah. you know his love for Portland. We know his love, you know, he's love for Portland. Yeah. You know, and I don't think it's talked about enough, like, this wasn't, this hasn't been easy for him, I'm sure. Like, how hard do you feel like this has been for him?
2: Yeah, I asked him who are his guys, like, who are his, like, people that he's confiding in and, like, you know, getting advice from, and it's kind of like big brothers, and he mentioned the main one, is, um, and it's, it's a story idea for you. You know, I shouldn't be giving this to you
0: right now, <laughs> but right Mo, Mo, for free, Mo yeah. Williams
2: is, is, like, number one guy. And he, you know, he's a basketball coach at Jackson State. So I think he's talking to Mo the most. Look at look at it. look at look at the bu- the light bulb <laughs> right now. About what, is Jackson, what is Jackson
0: State's SID? then? Yeah, right. <laughs> um,
2: and and he's talking to like a lot of his former teammates, like Earl Watson and Darrell Wright, and actually Brian Shaw, Oakland native, is 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 Clippers assistant coach. Is he's kind of like an uncle to him as well. And so I said, what is the same thing that they're telling you? He just said, be patient, be patient. And this too shall pass. And so that's kind of his mentality. He Also said he's getting a lot more spiritual. Um, You know, it how spiritual, how deep, I don't know. But he said his spirituality has increased a lot in the last couple of months. He's been leaning on that. So I, I do sense there is some frustration with him. Like he, he wants this over with. Um. But um, you know, at some point, you know, right now Portland holds the cards, he has to wait. But it's uh you kinda play with fire on this and, and it that I think the one thing that they know is even if they play with fire on this, like Dame ain't James Harden, right? He's not gonna start a fire. Yeah. <clears throat> at least yeah. I don't think he will. Um Respect and professionalism is is really really important to him, and so does he come to camp if he's not moved yet. Does he does he come to media day? Is there there's not a P P U P list in the NBA right? Like, <laughs> um, I I I really hope it's done for him before then because that would be a really unfortunate thing to see.
0: Yeah, that, that media day would not be that would yeah. be a circus if he's there. Yeah, yeah if he's still yeah. there. Yeah. That's
1: the card he has to play, right? That everyone's like, is he going to play it? But for my, what everyone says, he doesn't want to like play it. Yeah.
2: He's also beloved in Portland, like right. everywhere he goes, this is like, have you ever seen a place where most of the, most of the people in the city are like, you know what? We still love him. We understand.
0: Right. Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like it's not like they're like burning his Jersey. Like they did LeBron in my you right. know, in, uh, Cleveland afterward, the decision and all that. This is, they're like, hey man, we still love you and we'll see you back. Yeah. We'll yeah. see you back later. And who knows, maybe at the end end if he'll come back and finish his career there, right? Like, in a lot of ways, man, you gotta be the bigger person. And mm-hmm. um, but Miami is like they don't have no competition. So right. it's it's a it's an interesting dance that these these franchises are playing because I'm sure Miami wants to get it done, but they also hold a lot of the they hold the cards on their side, right? They don't have any competition, but hey, also Portland's like, all right, well, we'll still wait because we don't like the deal. So it's um be interesting to see who blinks.
1: You rattled off a bunch of reasons that Miami makes sense, Um, but you did ask him specifically about his championship aspirations in that interview, and he said yeah. the desire for that is as high as it's probably going to be right now. Yeah. Is that number yeah. one? Like that's why it's well, Miami. I mean, more if there's
2: than one else. thing that. To me, it tells you that he's done there. It's that yeah he's not gonna win a championship there. he's even gonna get to a playing game there, right, like it's a rebuilding situation um so to me that that tells you if you want to win a championship like going to Miami puts you in that position, staying in Portland doesn't so i i just I just think that it's not that he didn't want to win a championship before, but it's really glaring now. he's a smart guy he's thirty three he knows there's probably about five years left well today's n b a player might be twenty <laughs> right but right um, and the way he keeps his body together and everything, I can see him playing to forty years old and, on a high level um but he's 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 checked out of there man, yeah
1: and, and he views Miami, you think is the best chance for him to get that ring
0: Yeah, only one on the list,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> sounds like well, it to me Yeah. Mark, Mark what's so I guess all that being said what's your prediction the magic question number one question million dollar question whatever you want to call it what's your yeah. prediction how this is resolved and when it will be resolved
2: I think it gets, <laughs> I think it gets resolved <laughs> and uh, just, I think it gets resolved before camp yeah I mean the thing is it's like I think it hurts both people if it doesn't, the longer it takes. Unless you, like, he doesn't want to be there. Like, do you want that? Like, do you want that loudness? Do you you want me there on media day? (laughs) Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, you want want it to be the Scoot
1: Show, right? You want it to be the Scoot Show on media
2: day. You know, I I carry this sickle with me sometimes. Like, I was in Phoenix last year for media day after (laughs) all the craziness with their... uh, their their president right you don't want you
0: don't want me at your (laughs) not like that yeah that that will be i I think i'll be covering portland's media day closer (laughs) than Pete's media day if i am if he's still there but if if he's there bro you know i'll see you prime 112 yeah yeah i think we all want that right Um, so i so we'll move on from the other stuff um we wanted to get into also hall of fame your hall of fame experience david touched on it uh, a little bit in the beginning. Congratulations on Thank you, on being awarded with that, you know, the Kirk Gowdy Media Award. Very prestigious honor. For those who don't know, it's, it's like, top award you can get, you know, uh, as a media member uh, covering the, covering basketball. What um, what was that experience like? I mean, just what, what was that weekend like for you?
2: You know, I'm still trying to, like, put it in perspective. It's, it's been such a whirlwind since then, and also promoting this television show, The Conversations Project, mm. that I haven't really had a chance to just sit down and, You know, I live in the Bay Area, sit on the dock of the bay and just kind of reflect on it. Um, But it was certainly one of the most special weekends of my life. um, To like, I had to like, they, the Hall of Fame didn't have any events at the actual Hall of Fame, other than like parties late at night. And so I had to like, this uh, one of the drivers, amazing driver, man, he, he, he got me in through some back door so I could see my name. Otherwise, I wouldn't have seen it. Wow. And I was like. I'm not leaving Springfield without seeing my name, man. Like, like if I'm ever in the air and my mom had went the day before and she Mm -hmm. saw the list and took a picture with it. So it was like, just humbling to think like that. My name is in there. As long as that building's there, my name's going to be in there. And that every day somebody's going to go in that museum and maybe they blink and walk by it. Right. But what if they do look at it? Right. What if, what if like a kid is, um, inspired and he um sees that like oh man i saw that guy on tv maybe i could do that too right like they could have put my name upside down in the hall some you know in the back room bathroom somewhere i'm in there and to think that i played college basketball but did nothing to like brag about with you guys never (laughs) scored a point nba never but to be in that room like without scoring a basket is actually pretty incredible to me. Like to to, to get there after covering the NBA for 24 years and covering college, because it counts college basketball too. Mm -hmm. And I covered Denny Crum, Hall of Famer with Louisville, and Tubby Smith with Kentucky and Bobby Braswell with Cal State Northridge. But the main guy, my guy is Nolan Richardson, and I got him. As my first job, I covered Arkansas after their two Final Fours with stretch. Nolan Richardson. Sorry. So um, then to have done 24 years of covering the NBA to just it's 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 I don't know man like I look at the ring and I put it away in a safety deposit box, but I'm in dog. <laughs> hey, <guys>. That's awesome. <laughs> and to be one of only four black riders that have made it since its inception in '90, it's me, David Aldridge. De dupree and uh, mike wilbon is 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 humbling in itself there's there's actually never been a, a black writer who's or a, a black journalist who's won the electronic award it's always been print so i'm i'm putting mark jones name up there <laughs> man you're my Miami <laughs> guy mark has been doing nba great nba work i like that i like that one since the you know late 80s right like he. Yeah. He was on the original NBA Today show. Like, Mark deserves to be there, and I hope he has the opportunity to make history.
0: He used to be a studio guy for the Heat, I believe, um, for the local game, local top broadcast. But remember that Oh yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, it, maybe yeah. this... I, I, it I don't know. I, I ain't going to put yeah. your age out
0: there.
2: But <laughs> like, there was a, a TV show called NBA Today, and they had Mark Jones and David yeah, I remember
0: Aldridge.
2: that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. So that's, that was like... I used to watch that show religiously, man.
0: Yeah,
2: that was an awesome and show. I, I, was that the show where I think Mark would be in a chair and he would like fall back, and try to shoot the ball yeah. into the like oh, yeah. trash or, <laughs> yeah. or the the paper into the trash or something like that? But um, no, it's um for my mom to be there. My dad has ALS and he he's also has cancer, so my sister went to their home in New Orleans and watched it with him. Like for him to see it, yeah, yeah. man, that 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 just that meant the world to me. And and for me to
0: highlight my mom, my wife, and all that is just beautiful. That's amazing. That's yeah, awesome. that's that's special. Um, one other thing about the Hall of Fame we want to ask about is another another legend was not uh in the, among many legends were inducted this yeah. year. Uh, but Heat legend Dwayne Wade was was obviously inducted, and he obviously looked to really enjoy the weekend and really soaked it all in. Did, did you have any run-ins with him? Was oh yeah conversations with him
2: uh man, cool. he's, he's the best man like i um actually when i found out about it he was still a nominee mm-hmm. uh, he was like come on you know it's from our yeah way. we all knew, we all knew. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> as, uh, we were in salt lake city and i got announced and i thought they called my name but they did it and he kind of like grabbed me and had me sit back down uh, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> away, like i didn't get embarrassed on national tv him. <laughs> and so i got a great picture with him and um some other hall of famers holly Rowe and uh, jerry colangelo and whatnot um but i i just think that it was funny because after my speech and i don't know if you guys heard my speech he was walking up to get his jacket mm-hmm. and he comes up to me and goes man that was really funny man it was really <laughs> funny so you know how hard it is to be funny and i was like oh thanks (laughs) i (laughs) I was like i'll just be it myself yeah and i thought my speech was pretty good till i heard his man i mean he to me he had one of the greatest speeches i've ever heard at hall of fame gotta be up there with with the top speeches ever and to honor his father like that you know to show his dad in such a a positive light and to walk off off with him like I still got the picture. Like being in there, I took the picture of him and his dad, and that was a really, really beautiful moment for me to see, for everyone to see. But he had humor in his well as well, and like yeah, it, he must have spoke for a half an hour, but it didn't feel like that because yeah. I was riveted by his whole. It was almost like he put on a play.
0: Yeah, it was, his delivery was amazing, like
2: incredible. Yeah, like the delivery and then of
0: everything.
2: Yeah. I got invited to his parties, but I had so many people with me. That I couldn't go. Like I got invited to his parties and Tony Parker's party. Um you should've left film.
0: them. Yes, <laughs> no, yeah. Lo- they loyal to me. They pay all that money I'm to kidding, get out I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But I'm the kidding.
2: one funny thing, I'll throw this out there, is Dwayne Wiggins from the legendary group Tony Tony Tony, who's a great friend of mine. Yeah. He went and like went into the, uh, Tony Parker's party without being invited. And this is like one of the greatest soul. Groups of all time, mm. and they kicked him out. They kicked him wow. out the party because they didn't recognize him. Like, who's this dude? Like, what he's doing, <laughs> did they welcome him back or what?
0: Or, or did doing,
2: he... I mean, we we were at another party five, <laughs> but I was like, oh, I could Let's go back there. I, you you'll get in with me, yeah, like, yeah, right? You're you know.
1: you're the you're the big shot in uh. Oh, yeah, uh, this fame is, this, <laughs> is the, this is the,
2: he's about to do his new concert tour with Ruff, and Tim, and they're all gonna be back. And so that's their world, but I like this is my world, dog. I
0: <laughs> I'm with Tony's me, yeah. my
2: guy. I could have got you in there, but he. I found out later.
1: He's like, yeah, man, Tony Parker's people kick me out of the party.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy.
1: Uh, before we let you go, we want to ask you about your new show, The Conversations Project, which season one on Hulu now, right? Um, yeah. It seems like a cool idea for a show. I'm I'm curious where this idea came from, how it came together, um, yeah. and maybe what the best thing you ate on it was, because. And As as Anthony will tell you, we secretly wish we were a food podcast,
2: <laughs> yeah. a
1: tech podcast. So first of all, where the idea come yeah.
2: Um. Initially, it was so me and uh, a chef friend of mine who's on the show, Chef David Lawrence, we initially wanted to just have a show where we brought athletes to vineyards. And I would do an interview with them in the in the winery and interview with them in the tasting room. And then he would bring them into the kitchen and curate a meal based on them um, and their background and maybe a family recipe that, you know, might bring a tear to their eye. And then we we did a pilot with Terrence Mann from the Clippers, brought him to Charles Krug Winery in Napa. And then after that, after I did my interviews with him and Chef met him and they talked Caribbean food because uh, I think his family's from Saint Lucia. Uh, we had a roundtable discussion and it was him, one of his boys, myself, Chef. Um, we also had W. Kamau Bell, the comedian activist. Brian Shaw, the Clippers assistant, and his wife, Chef Nikki Shaw, and a woman named Brene Royale it was a black woman who was a huge uh, winemaker in Napa. And we had this amazing dinner conversation. And then ultimately in the end, Anscape and Yahoo liked the dinner most and decided to build it into the conversations project and added the amazing Elaine Welteroff from Project Runway and Teen oh. Vogue. And um, I think the thing that was important to me is you know, there's so many negative stereotypes about black people in this country, man. And you know, whether it's, you know, oh man, we're thieves or we're we're bums and we're we're not educated and you know, or or all we you hear a kid every time I hear a kid say I wanna play in the NBA, but not say they wanna be a doctor or a lawyer, a black kid, it kinda kinda like, Come on, man, we could be both. You can be more than just an athlete or a singer or a rapper. um, And there's nothing wrong with that, but we should aspire to be more. You're not going to play forever. Right. And um, so I think what we wanted to do with this show is to show black people in the light that I'm used to seeing, like, these are the dinners that I'm at. It's I was inspired by, you know, Mo Better Blues and uh boomerang and and love jones and the best man and and these groups of these movies where it was these groups of very educated smart you know black people doing amazing things um and and they weren't hood people so to speak not that there's there's anything wrong with people from the hood but everybody was aspiring for greatness so with every dinner you got a table full of greatness, and it's not just celebrities. There might be an educator there, there might be a astronaut, or as he called me, an Afro-NOT. Um, <laughs> uh, philosophers, um, you know, we had a lady in the hair industry that was really successful, a financial advisor. So while we have people like um, rapper Roxanne Shante and Shine and Jim Jones and actress Natari Noten, and, and you know comedian roy wood jr like we have all these people um we also have people that everyday people can relate to that are really successful as well so i think for the people that have already attained high success or on the road to it they're like i could be at that dinner this doesn't feel too elite to me and then every show we also we wanted to highlight a black winery because they're living in the Bay Area and I'm in Napa Valley all the time. I'm a big-time wine snob. There's a lot of great wineries. So every episode we highlight a different black wine that, in a lot of ways, doesn't get highlighted. They kind of get lost. And so we did that as well. The food is amazing. Chef David Lawrence has a. You guys get to the Bay Area. He has a restaurant called Good Nights in in Healdsburg. Uh, go visit him. Nice guy. He'll come give you those, the same food that you see in the show. Mm-hmm. So you want that food that's in the show, go to that. But we basically wanted to have iron sharpens, iron uh, discussions, very intelligent discussions that, you know, you, you just don't see from, from us in television, but that's how my daily life is. And so I, I want black people to watch it. Brown people, watch it. Yellow people to watch it, white people to watch it and stop believing that we're the stereotype and really see that there are a lot of, educated smart brilliant deep black folks in this in this country and by watching the show you could learn a lot more about us our pain things that make us smile things that make us you know really think and and about our futures in this country and um it was number one ranked on hulu last week in terms of trending 10th this week so i'm really really proud of this show and um Hopefully, a lot of people could either get educated or maybe also young folks get inspired by it.
0: That's awesome.
1: All right, that's uh, Conversations Project. Check it out on Hulu now. Mark, mm-hmm. thanks so much for doing this. Um, maybe we'll get you back on uh if and when this Damian Lillard trade finally gets done. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get you on in person. Dun, dun, you're dun. down here in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark.
0: You, you'll okay, okay, okay. right, be, be down here a lot if, if, he's, if he's down here so. I'll see you soon <laughs> thank you Mark All right. congrats care. on everything thank you brother another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast, lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All
1: right, Anthony. um, Let's wrap up real quick with some um, FIBA World Cup stuff. Specifically, Jovich, obviously the only heat guy over there spo coaching but i don't think we have a lot to say about that um you watched any by the way i mean i know you, you paid attention to yovich obviously and yeah uh, i watched the, the it's so annoying 4 30 a.m. like you can't I was stay gonna up say, you can't
0: wake up yeah i haven't watched the 4 a.m. games but i have watched the 8 a.m. games yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that has been the extent of my my viewing i'm just not i'm not getting up at 3:30 yep. 4 in the morning in the off season to, wear, to watch basketball i'm sorry With no I love players basketball. involved with no exactly with no heat players involved so
1: so. Like, wow what a great what a great uh, i don't I know two what, kids. what's spo I have doing two kids. What's, I need sleep. like you can't even be like wow what a great set by spo it's like way to clap yeah. on this bench there Spo.
0: i know i know it's so weird by the way like watching team usa where i'm so used to Spo getting up and being off the bench like he's so animated on the sideline. right line. he doesn't move like i'm watching I'm like, i like watching to see like this any reaction yeah, he I think when there. I think
1: when you got cause it's obviously all who are the it's uh, Kerr, obviously the head coach, Spo Kerr,
0: Ty Ty Lue. Ty Lue Mark like,
1: like, yeah, Like normally all those guys would be I think at the beginning of like a tournament like that, you gotta just be like, okay, only the head coach. Yeah. Because all you know all no, of, I know, of those for sure, guys would be sure. like
0: It's just weird seeing it. I like know, I'm just it? not used to it. He's just sitting there and I'm just like, <laughs> This is strange. Um but no, it's been it's been it's been fun to watch basketball, right? In all. Yeah, that's the one um, thing. That's nice. You know,
1: and you can see highlights on my Twitter feed. Yeah, like.
0: and some of the games have been compelling. Like I know Team USA has blown out most of their opponents, but they lost to Lithuania, and you know whoever they face in the semifinals and the finals, like that, those are going to be tough games for them. Um, and then watching Nikola Jovic, um, he's been quiet the last two or three games, mm-hmm. but you, I mean he's flashed his potential his potential has been obvious right like especially in that game we had 25 points i think on perfect 9 and 9 shooting and 5 of 5 shooting on threes i think the most encouraging thing about uh about nico's summer has been his improvement with his three-point shot because that's so important for his role with the heat um because he's gonna get so many of those looks and that'll be his function on offense right it's like to help stretch the floor and he's shooting i think almost 60 or i think over 60 percent on threes in the world cup he shot it well for the most part in summer league um so that's really encouraging because he did not shoot the ball well um in his rookie right. season in the NBA and they were and you you would watch him like before games after shoot-arounds, and that that was a focus for him like improving the three point shot so I think you've seen that uh, on display over the last couple months
1: Yeah especially if like Jaquez is in a in a trade for Dame or something like that like that's the way like you said that's the way he's going to get on the floor yeah. for the Heat next year um you like the upside but you you want him to be like at this point you know he's probably gonna have to contribute for the heat next year if um if this trade goes according to plan unless he's part of the trade obviously but um yeah you you love his upside but you want to see upside fun to talk about and think about but eventually the upside has to turn it has to to translate
0: Yeah, yeah yeah and i mean honestly though if you're portland I mean, I don't know if he's going to be in the deal or if the deal even happens, right? We don't know that. But yeah. if I'm Portland, I think we've talked about this in previous episodes, like, he's the guy I want. He uh, yeah, would be the, even at the top of my list. And the more younger, I watch like, him younger
1: field, than Hakez. He's like,
0: 20. He just yeah, turned 20. He's upside. He's 6'11 and still growing. He's probably going to get to seven feet. With that skill set, I Especially mean, if
1: you're worried about having too many guards, like, if you can put that guy as your four or something, it, it uh, you know, a lot of skill on the floor, stuff like that. So, um, he's, you know, he's, he remains exciting. Like, um, and as you, you wrote about him earlier this week, just like, just important for him to get a lot of basketball in this summer. Right. I mean, he missed so much time last year. He missed time in the summer league too. I know he had the really impressive start, but like, you know, he's making up for lost time, um, this summer, just by getting to play against good competition and, in Europe. I mean, it's better competition than the G League, right? It's better competition than Summer yeah. League. Like, he's getting, it's not NBA, but it's, you know, it's it's real competitive and high stakes and emotional and all that kind of stuff, too.
0: Yeah, he might play I mean, guys if they play Team USA at some right. point yeah, in yeah, the next yeah. games, you know? So, yeah, I mean, yes. And, I mean, the crazy thing is, like, I was I wrote the story today and I was looking back at his game, the game logs of his rookie season. His last regular season game, I think, was December 30th. Like, that was his last regular season appearance wow. because of the back injury, because it was pretty much out of the rotation in the G League when he, like, in a few weeks he was healthy. His last regular season appearance was, like, December 30th or 31st. One of those two days. Yeah,
1: how many, I mean, how many games did he even play in the G League? He hasn't, like, just the number of games this year was pretty yeah. low because, like, when he played two in Summer League, three in Summer League, and then... he played
0: four in Summer League this year and then missed the final three because of a yeah. little injury. So, again, he then, just hadn't hadn't
1: yeah. played a lot because, like you said, yeah. like... They're just we're in a lot of opportunities between the injury and you know bouncing back and forth between G League and NBA. So yeah, I just just really important for him to play and and play well, obviously. Like and yeah. play well enough to be trusted for a team that's you know in what I don't even what round are we in after today? Um
0: Semifinals. Semifinals, yeah. right? Final four. So, yeah. And and be showcased for a trade. <laughs> No, I I mean I I if I'm I, you know if I'm the Heat, I'm trying to keep Nico. Another uh, conversation on Twitter has been: Would you rather trade Nico or or Jaime?
1: Yeah, you know
0: that there's a I mean I see both sides, right? Like Jaime seems to be more ready now. He's the older guy. He's maybe more in line with like the win now window. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, do you? We Jaime's still kind of an unknown because yeah. he really he didn't pretty he played what one game in summer league I think before he got injured one full game. And obviously he hasn't played any, you know, in the, in the preseason or we haven't even seen him in practice yet. So he's kind of an unknown. With Nico, you you kind of know there's there's a lot of intriguing potential. Yeah, he had so, a couple he had a couple really good moments
1: um, early last year, right? Not necessarily yeah. in like you know when guys were out or whatever. It wasn't like you know it's different. The November basketball is way different than playoff basketball, yeah. but um, yeah, you, like it's not. You know, I expect Hawkeyes to be better than him this coming season. But like you said, like, it's not like there's nothing to work with. Here. It's not like he's no. a zero. It's not like he's all potential. Like we we saw at least a couple good moments. Now we've seen a lot of guys have a handful of good moments and the hard part of it is sustaining it. But we've also seen a lot of like first round picks taken around there that were young and kind of unknown and untested that just never had those moments. So he he's ahead of the curve and where we're a lot of, um, Guys, sort of his peers, not necessarily in that draft, I'm saying, but just generally his peers as late first-round picks. Um, he's a, he's ahead of the curve for where a lot of those guys are at this point in their career.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree.
1: Um, all right. I think we can close things out there. Um, Anthony, you're still behind on winning time, right?
0: I have not watched a single episode of season
1: two. the new season? I'm well, a failure. I, I got to yeah. say, you got to – I think it's, it's – it feels like people are – watching it maybe locally a little bit because
0: i've definitely seen um, i gotta watch
1: it it's become the pat riley show um it's been three episodes three or four i think um yeah it's you know i not can you spoil it but at the point wherever we are in the season now pat is the coach now um so it's the pat show i mean as we've said i already slicked back his hair a little bit got the slick and they they like do it like he's like uh like he's putting on, like, a Darth Vader mask. Like, it's, really? you know, like, it's, it's... It's,
0: like, super dramatic.
1: Yeah, and not, like, but it's, you know, it's yeah. the, his superhero costume, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. They show that... I, I, I didn't know the story about when they fired Westhead. Um, uh, bus like, made him and Jerry West co... His goal was, like, to have Jerry West be the coach. Um, and then, like, co-coaches with Pat. And, like, Jerry West just, like, refused and so they went out to the press conference, and Jerry West was like, actually, Pat Riley's going to be the
0: kid. Is <laughs> um, that true, though? That, I mean, and they did, did say, that?
1: like, they put the whole thing on the screen, like, yes, yeah. this actually happened. Um, wow. So I didn't know that story. I'm sure it's a little bit of, you know, everything in it. It's
0: a little exaggerated.
1: Fiction, yeah. right? It's a, yeah. a dramatization. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good, great, great Pat show. I've said on this show before, Pat's basketball life, it's like Forrest Gump level, the stuff that he has crossed paths with in his. In his career, going back to high school. He played he beat Kareem in a game in high school. Like that's that's wow. how that far back his like legacy goes. Wow.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder, and we, we we've talked about this before, but now especially since it's been it's turned into the Pat Riley show, I wonder how Pat Riley is experiencing this. <laughs> right? Like, is yeah. he really not watching it? Like I know he likes his TV. He always mentions like different T V shows. Yeah, is he I was gonna say, is he a
1: movie guy? Like he like like I wonder if he's a big Adrian Brody head. I can see. Pat, uh, you know, Oscar Oscar Award winner.
0: H. Yeah, I, he has to. Like, I mean, if there was a show about me, I mean, I'm not Pat Riley, <laughs> obviously, but if there was a show, I mean, I'd be watching it. I don't care yeah. how much I didn't like it. Like, I'd be watching. I'll it. say so it, I have it's to pretty think.
1: flattering to him, the show. Like, yeah. I know Wes yeah. doesn't like it. Oh, the West character is a little cartoonish. Uh, pretty flattering to Pat. Yeah. And it's funny that Chris Riley's also like she's not in a lot, but it's like she's a she's character. A character. Yeah, she's yeah. a character.
0: With yeah, the, no, it's uh, cool. Gillian
1: Jacobs from Community. So it's um, cool.
0: I promise listeners, I promise David that the next time we talk to Pat Riley, unless it's like for something very serious, I will <laughs> ask him about this show and if he really, if he watches it. Because I think, I think it'd be interesting to know how he's experiencing it. Like we've yeah. heard things like he's not a huge fan of it and this and that, but like just to ask him and get the answer from his mouth, like that'd be. I I think people would want to know that
1: yeah they they talked about burning the boats this week or a couple of weeks ago on it, so um yeah we're we're getting into real Pat Riley lore on the show, which is it's just fun for heat fans, like you know, I know it's a Lakers show, but it's i guess it's kind of become the pat show and, and it's a lot of uh you know the Origins, most recent episode yeah. the most recent episode ended with the entire Lakers team saying f Boston so um you got that too. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Thanks again to Mark Spears for coming on and talking Dame. Be sure to check out his show on Hulu and obviously you can read him at ESPN and, and Anscape. Um, Anthony, we'll, you know, we're, we're still kind of in like a when news happens, we pop in every once in a while. But uh, training camp gets started soon. Less, less than a month, month away. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, you know, I think we said Damon
0: Lillard trade was going to happen. Four weeks. So uh, yeah.
1: we to got to hurry up if they're going to get this done in time for camp, as we said.
0: Yeah, time is running <laughs> out. I thought, you know, I I think the week before camp, things will really start to pick up. And my yeah. prediction, I agree with Mark. I think it gets done before media day just because I just can't imagine that they would want. Like, it, like this, I said, this it's
1: got to be the Scoot Show. Like
0: yeah this is inevitable just just do it like why why go through that right like why put dame through that why put the organization through that why take the risk of this getting really really ugly although i know people are skeptical that dame would actually make it ugly but who knows right i mean if it gets to that point he might have no other choice so my prediction is that this will happen in the next four weeks
1: all right you can hold anthony to that um thanks again for listening everyone uh we'll talk to you guys uh later on